Hello and welcome to the MHG a podcast. Life could be miserable, it could be dark, so we're here to bring a little bit of light and a little bit of joy. Because once again, I'm Bradley and I'm joined by the holy light himself, Stu. How are you doing, Stu? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. You know, like to be the Metatron, the heart, the voice of God. But I'll, I'll take being an angel. You know, I'm I'm pretty. No, I'm pretty rad. You are the Alan Rickman of 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 the podcast. I'll, I'll give you that. Well, you have shot at me with an Uzi quite a few times, so yeah, yes. yeah. I am right. Alan Rickman was the Metatron, wasn't he? He was. You were exactly right. He was yeah. indeed. Yes, that's right. Amazing what information sticks when you're ADHD and autistic. That like just you can straight away just pull up. Yeah, that was Alan Rickman. Yep. <laughs> but I don't know where my phone is right now. So there you go. Twins around the Sure is. Um, yeah weird um stuff's all weird it's a weird time of the year for video games um i've not even segued yet but it's a weird time of the year for video games where you do a lot more watching than playing we'll come to that in a minute but yeah i've completely messed up the segue so do you know what else messes up what when you muck up at video games too <laughs> or when developers muck up at them i was watching the digital foundry um review of uh the Stuff that they covered on PC that's been garbage. I like, had garbage PC releases, so like mm, Jedi Sony ports at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So like Jedi Survivor, Dead Space, Forspoken, and like saying, "Oh, six months on, have they fixed anything?" And generally, the feedback was, "No, they've not." So that's good. So yeah, they can mess up badly as well. Mm, yeah, they 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 and they do quite often, which is going to lead me to a. a in a bit, it's a little bit of a teaser that Stu's brought you there without knowing, because again, we don't plan these in advance nope. at all. But Stu's managed to bring a teaser in, so a little bit for that later. But in the meantime, I've not actually been playing much apart from stuff I've already been playing, and you don't want me droning on about above snakes for the next half hour. So Stu, 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 what have you been playing? Well, I've not been playing much because... Work has been horrendous. I've been on call. I've I did seven days straight of work last week. I've probably done about fifteen hours overtime. Maybe a bit more than that. Uh, so not seven days in the sun. <laughs> and I've just not wanted to be near screens. So I've been like after work. I've been going out for walks. I've been like listening to stuff. I've been sort of you know sort of writing stuff down. Plans for the new house. Pen and paper. I've just been deliberately having a proper mindful break from electronic shit, basically. Mm. Um, what what genre of walking... Like, obviously, I understand walking simulators. What genre was that in real life? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure I would classify it. It was. It's the uh, the the closest you fangled thing. Yeah, or the the closest. Like my feelings could probably be best represented by postal, but um, <laughs> I, you know. The, the law prevents me from blah, blah, blah. But earlier in the week, when I was still not soul-crushed and I still felt like the world had a point, I was playing a game called Shinobi Non Grata, which mm. most people probably won't have heard of. It's a retro, 8-bit-styled ninja game, very much in the vein of Ninja Spirit and a little bit like Shinobi, obviously, but more like Ninja Spirit than Shinobi. And... It's something I had on my radar for quite a long time. I was really excited about coming out. And it has not disappointed me. It is absolutely fantastic. Uh, if you've played Ninja Spirit, it's kind of... It's like a spiritual successor, like a spiritual sequel to that, really. It 
sort of very much copies a lot of the sprite stylings, the enemy stylings, the background stylings, with but with all new assets. It nicks a lot of the weaponry that's in that game and some of the power-ups, which I won't spoil, although they're probably all spoiled in a trailer. <laughs> but, you know, it's a game that's, you know, 30, 35 years old, so you don't really need to worry about that. Um, and it's very much in a kind of... You kind of you can approach the levels in a couple of ways. You can either like sprint through them as fast as you can and just maximize your opportunities, like a speedrunner, or you can kind of go like they're infinitely spawning enemies. So you can just like monster the lot of them with all your skills if you're really skilled. That's not me. I run away as much as I can, and it's very much a kind of boss battle game, uh, like, but like almost like a boss rush, but not in a horrible typical Capcom kind of a way in a more entertaining Cuphead kind of a way although you know I find Cuphead Mm. too hard this game isn't too hard it's really well balanced in terms of difficulty but generally yeah you you have a katana you have uh, a secondary weapon that you can choose from a selection they've all got their strengths and weaknesses there some of them are defensive some of them are offensive some have got a big cooldown some of them are instant it's all worked off a, uh, a magic bar that you build up by killing enemies. So you can, you know, you have to balance how many of these things do I kill so that I have enough bar, but so that I'm not standing around whilst they pile in because they infinitely respawn. Um, and action-wise, you feel like a complete badass. You can jump around loads. You've got a double jump. You've got a dash. You've got rolls but none of it feels overwhelming it all feels very natural the controls are beautifully mapped it's one of the best examples of bringing a a, like a classic action platform or kind of action side scrolling beat em up kind of game into the modern world it's it's brought everything in i when i saw the initial trailers it's brought everything from that that i thought it would um you know obviously just ranting about how good it is people be like yeah, oh, that's amazing, I'll buy it. Well, yeah, buy it if you like that kind of game. If, you, if you're if you not into that kind of game, it's not going to convince you because it still uses very old gaming mechanics and it looks old. Um, but if you like that kind of thing, you'll love it. And it's more of a Master System slash PC Engine style than it is NES. And I feel that a lot of the kind of throw 8-bit throwbacks are very NES styled because there's a lot of American developers and their big influence was the NES whereas in this country it wasn't it was it was the master system because it was cheaper and more available and home systems and stuff and yeah it looked grubbier And I mean that in a positive way it just looks grubbier than than these games do yeah but it uh, yeah different aesthetic really lovely great game if you're into that kind of thing it's cheap but even if it wasn't cheap if you like them pick it up because it's a lovely arcade game really lovely i saw you play this it pops up on my little notifications when i'm playing uh, above snake <laughs> yeah. um, it comes up Tre- trebles playing shinobi non grata and so I, I did check it out i had a little look um what really impresses me is um do you know back in like the 80s and 90s when people were t- like making their 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 video games like you'd see a lot of enemy designs or cover designs and you go well you've clearly seen that in a movie or some kind of like album cover or something like that yeah um this really looks like whoever designed this some of the major enemies in it look like they've just spent their entire time 
on some kind of drug while looking at Iron Maiden album covers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. There is a Mumra yeah. in there as well. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's very much pitched at the 80s crowd. Yeah, I, I've got this kind of like on my radar um, at the moment. I think I'm gonna. It's one I'll pick up when it either inevitably ends up in a bundle, or it gets a decent sale because um, it's not my sort of go-to game. And I know I'm gonna be rubbish at it because I'm always rubbish at these. But it's one of those that I think I'm gonna like. I'd like to pick up and play for a couple of hours before moving on. So when it's down to like a cup of tea, cup of tea cup of coffee sorry when it's down to a cup of coffee i might pick this one up yeah it's one of those that yeah definitely i think that's the best way and i think it will make them a lot of money when it goes to a reasonable amount when it goes to that kind of price but for me yeah it was don't tell the publishers this but if they'd put it at 30 quid i would have paid 30 quid i probably would have gone up to about 50 quid but you know don't tell them because you would have put that into the arcade machines anyway well exactly exactly it would have been in in like in 1980s money, I would have put like a tenner in, which these days is about yeah, 3,000 pounds. That's a new house. So. It's a new Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we looked at the D. Sorry to really go off on a side tangent, but... We don't do that. Yeah. What? Uh, I know, right? We're normally so linear. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we were looking at the deeds to our house because we were moving house. And the original purchase price 100 years ago was like 300 quid or something. <laughs> and it's just like, Wow. Okay, yeah, yeah. that'd do. Yeah, I can't eat that. My my rent's more than that a month, so. I know, even with inflation, we shouldn't be paying what we are, but never mind, anyway. (laughs) Yeah, we're not onto that side of stuff yet, or this week. So I should have said at the start of the podcast, we're keeping it light and short this week because Stu's had a terrible week at work. We've run out of time and he needs to get things edited, so we're keeping it shorter this week. Um. Which means I'm not talking about the game I've been playing. I think I'm going to do a little write-up on it because I'm really, really impressed by it. That's above snakes. Look out for that on the website. Uh, but, but as of now, it is the, the 9th of June. Uh, just hitting 4 o'clock. Uh, I, get, I want to be a radio DJ. I'd be crap at it, I think, because I'd never stick to the schedule. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's the night for June, 4 <laughs> o'clock. We're right in the middle of what would be E3 season, but this is the first year where E3 is officially dead. But what that means is everything that happens in E3 still happens, just doesn't have the E3 banner and lots of money spent on big, lavish events in LA. Um, so there you go. Um, so we kick off now. The new E3 is Jeff Keighley's uh, Summer Games Fest or Summer Game Fest because he hasn't got an S in it because he's a tit. Um, <laughs> and yeah, um, if you thought corporate shitting was over because there's no E3, Jeff's here to make sure you get it in spades because. Nice. Oh, the Summer Game Fest was two hours of AAA games that got kind of mainly just went, yeah, yeah, right. You got Ed Boon out, big deal out of Mortal Kombat 1. Oh my God, it does this, and you can tag people in in spirit form or something or other, and it's resetting the timeline because uh, Louis Kane is, <laughs> yeah. is, is, is a fire god now or something. And, Raiden was just a 
little starter fella there. Not an actual almighty lightning god. Or something. I don't know. Um, so, but anyway, reasons to carry on making another Mortal Kombat. Just make another Mortal Kombat, in all fairness. Oh, no, um, no. But anyway, yeah, reasons, reasons, reasons. Um, Ed Boone embarrassingly tried to try and go, oh, look, we're doing these things that are unique without, with knowing they're not unique. Okay, all people care about with Mortal Kombat is, is it an accessible fighter? Have you got gory deaths? Yes, yes, sweet, dumb. And that's yes. all it needed. But Jeff Keighley making a big deal. And then the snarky little twat that he is decided a bit later they showed this um, lovely little farming sim game. Just lovely little cute farming sim game, indie game, uh, because they've got to be shown to like, oh, look, we love our indie games. You're not, you're a corporate shield, Jeff, so shut up. Right? So he's got this, and yeah. it goes, oh, look, we've got, is it Faye, whatever it was called, like Faye Farming or something. Oh, look, this is Mortal Kombat in the same show. Aren't we so up to date? No, no, Jeff, you're a knobhead. Right? You're a shill. <laughs> right? He didn't bring out Kojima, um, which was the only surprise of the show. Honestly, that was the biggest surprise of the show, no Kojima. Um, yeah. And everything just looked... Unreal Engine 5, shall we say? Um, and I just looked at it and went, this is so uninspired. So, so, so uninspired. Yeah. And I really was not bothered by it at all. Uh, but that same evening, you also had the Day of the Devs. Uh, which had some lovely-looking games in it. Um, and it's Tim Schafer hosts this one, kind of. Let's the devs do all the talking about their games. Um, and the passion that comes through from these indie devs is just... Uh, it's night and day. Um, you had this beautiful... like This developer comes on, I can't remember his name, uh, for a game called um, Summerhill. And it's a farming, like a sheep herding game. Um, and he's just like, he was just so passionate about sheep herding. Uh, and I never thought I'd <laughs> see someone talk passionately about sheep herding in a video games conference. Uh, and the game looks lovely, beautiful art style, and it's got a story behind it and uh, things like that. Um, you had um, someone show off a game. It's in early access now, and you can get it called Retro Gadgets. That looks really cool. Um, and what else was there that really sort of like I kind of looked at? Really cool, um, like lovely game that someone's put up called Mars First Logistics, which is like you're bit using like Meccano pieces to build these like machines that help you move things around Mars, like pizza boxes and stuff like that, in a lovely kind of pastel, cartoony, like, art style, and it looks beautiful with it. Um, there's Etty, or Etty, it's French, it's got two, like, little apostrophe things above the E's, F-A, whatever accents. you want to call it. Yeah, accents, but, uh, and it's this guy, do you remember Unfinished Swamp? I do, um, I loved that game, I really enjoyed it. Right, if you loved Unfinished Swan, did you ever think, do you know what Unfinished Swan needs? Some colour. Uh, well. Just say yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> um, well, imagine someone made Unfinished Swan and went, no one's made Unfinished Swan for a while. Um, let's make Unfinished Swan, but give it this lovely watercolour aesthetic about it that tells these stories of like different people. But you could also then go and create your own art either freeform by the looks of it on a canvas or by finding things you found in the world to create pieces of art that you can then put back into the world. And it's just beautiful. I was, me and Edith sat there and watched it. Um, and she saw it. I showed her to her. And we are getting that game and we can't wait to play it together. It just looks beautiful. 
Um, then you go to the other, completely the other way. Uh, you get a game called like Henry Halfhead, uh, which is you play someone who literally half a head, top half of his head, if you wanted to know. And you use that half of your head to basically possess things, anything you want to go about your daily life. It looks crazy. It looks stupid. It shouldn't work, but it looks so much fun. Cartoony as hell. And I'm going to get that. Nice. Uh, there was just so much lovely stuff, like a, a tiny ticker, a tiny ticker, a tiny sticker tail, which is like this little story book, diorama type levels, and you have to place stickers down to help create the story. Looks beautiful. Um, Cart Life, which is coming back. It's an old game from 2013, which I remember briefly, which is a bit papers, please. But um, in terms of mechanics, but it's about setting up uh, street vendors and stuff like that. Um, and just like you just saw the people talking with passion about it. Uh, Devolver then did Devolver stuff. Um, and if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend watching Devolver uh, because they, they, they nail it. They had about three games to show, maybe four games to show. But it was just hilarious about a character called Volvi. That's like a, it was an eighties character mascot, um, and he's coming back, and it went devolvery places. So give that a check. Uh, showed off. Cool. There's Human Fall Flat two, Talos Principle two, stuff like that. But the standout for me um, is uh, Baby Steps, which is um, it's a, like a literal walking simulator. So it, it, do you remember Quop? No. Well, where you controlled all the different things. It was like a Flash game, I think, originally. I don't, sorry. Say yes, Joe. It's fine. Yes, I do, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's basically one of those where you control the limbs. So the top half of the body just is there, but you control his, like the guy's legs, and he falls over in hilarious ways. You have to learn how to walk, and it's from the people who done Ape Out, um, and getting over it with something, something, whatever it's called, that really hard one where you're in a... Uh, What's it called? A cauldron with an axe. And you have to go up the mountain uh, by the people who done that, I think, as well. Okay. And honestly, it's it's stupid, but it looks brilliant. Um, and it's out next year, and I can't wait to do that. That 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 looks brilliant. And we still haven't had the wholesome, um, the the yeah, the wholesome thingy. What's that called? Wholesome, wholesome games. Direct. The wholesome direct. That's the one. Um, right. We still got the future games show, um, Tribeca show. Um, and right now, as of recording, I'm going to watch it afterwards. We've got the accessibility showcase, which will highlight and promote accessibility in video games. If you get a chance and you've not seen it, find it on YouTube. Laura K. Uh, Dow is, I think, put that together. She's wonderful. Um, check it out if you care anything about accessibility in games because it affects all of us. Check it out. But yeah, honestly, most of it is brilliant. We've got an Xbox one coming up. That'll be corporate shield rubbish with a little bit of indie thrown in there. Uh, but a lot of these are so good. Like the wholesome, the PC gaming shows sometimes good. The future game show, generally I really enjoy as well. But Devolver, uh, Day of the Devs, Wholesome Direct show. These are what they should be about. Corporate shield bullshit. Get rid of it, please. Get rid of corporate shield bullshit because it just... You know, Nicholas Cage is in Dead by Daylight. Woo. That's yeah. woo. <laughs> I know. Paycheck. Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong. I actually wouldn't mind seeing a Nicholas Cage fronted film based on Dead by Daylight, where for whatever reason he's having to escape every single horror creation ever made, could make a good film. 
Does it need to be an mm -hmm. announcement at a Summer Games Fest E3 style show? Shows you're lacking actual decent product to show people. They showed off more Spider-Man, PlayStation 5 only. Woo. You know, it's going to be more Spider-Man, bigger and better. It's There was nothing there where I watched it and just went, this is going to be amazing. Um, although... And this is this is it. I, w I will I will sort of like calm down in a sec. There's a game coming out, okay, and it's called Power World, right? Jeff Keighley knows this game is unlikely to see the light at light of day because it can't, right? So it's called Power World. It's an open world multiplayer thing, right? And it's basically he done that knowing week where he went, oh, it's Pokemon but with guns. And I thought, oh, right, it's going to be like creature collecting and they're going to have guns, right? Yes, they have. But when he said it's Pokemon, but with guns, I didn't think he meant it literally. The character designs in Power World are a legal minefield. Um, Game Freak <laughs> and Nintendo's lawyers are sharpening their pencils as we speak, yeah. such as the character designs. Um, it looks like an interesting, oh, this will be fun for 10 minutes game. Um, that people might play for a bit, but apart from that, it's it's an open world shooty game with Pokemon style characters. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Where's the excitement? There's Fortnite crap they showed us. More Call of Duty crap they showed us. Um, do you know what? I think I'm done with AAA games, Stu, because they're shit. In the main. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I can't remember the last time I got excited about one. Or about the, the thought of one. I guess I'm kind of interested and intrigued about Starfield. Mm. Um, but if somebody said, oh, you're not allowed to play that for another year, for example, I'd go, oh, all right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing. Oh, it's coming the, to Game Pass, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Fine. The most excited I am for a game this year is Samba de Amigo VR <laughs> coming out on, my, on the Quest. Uh, and that comes out in September or October, and it's the old game but in VR, and that's about is it. And I'm like, yes, that'll do me. Sometimes that's reason enough to have VR, isn't it? Yeah, Just totally. Stuff like that. See, yeah. whereas what I'm most excited for, and I'll say, I'll, I will bring this up now. Right, I'm just looking at my top ten list at the moment. Spirit Swap, no fire beats to match three two, which is a a very queer inclusive match free game with amazing uh, music endless dungeon uh, a game called tape recovery simulator 96k because it's like yeah just whatever one of those little like just fiddling games essentially dr fetus's mean meat machine basically uh uh mean bean machine uh redone yeah. um a train building game called Pixel Express and the Repair House because I like tinkering with shit. Um, oh, by the way, I have played a demo ahead of the next fest of two games. Um, one is called Station to Station. And if you like any kind of train building uh, resource management stuff, oh my God, it's amazing with amazing voxel graphics. And it's day one, day zero. I will probably go try to get hold of the, the PR people, the devs, the publishers and go, please. Please let me have this game because it looks so good and the demo's amazing. And uh, the other one was um, Mine's Gone Blank. Uh, Tiny Sticker Town, which I've already mentioned, which is a lovely little, uh, lovely little just narrative, cosy, miniature adventure game with stickers and shit. Um, and that looks brilliant. Um, so listen. Nice. 
the Indies are the lifeblood of the game. Or double A's. You know what? I hate. I know. I know. I go in on triple A, right? The triple A's are your big blockbusters, right? Your double A games, like I, I would go. I don't know. I don't even know what's double A anymore. But there are some bigger games where I play and go, Do you know what? This is fun, right? This this is fun. It's yeah. fine. Um, Monster Hunter. I would say that's double A for me. That's not a triple A title. It's uh, clearly they love it. You know, I think that's a very good game and worth playing and, uh, and things like that. It's your big, it's your Call of Duty, your Fortnite, your Mortal Kombat's again. And it's basically anything Jeff Keighley's shilling. Um, I think that, that's a good rule of thumb. If Jeff Keighley's going to shill it, just, just, just maybe give it a bit of a birth. Just gently birth. step away. Yeah. 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 Um, but it is an exciting time of the year. Um, and I love this time of the year. Um, it's just a shame we won't have more big cringe shows because I like cringe shows, but we've now just got to put up with two hours of Jeff Keighley's cold, dead eyes, shilling whatever he's been paid to shill. And then being yeah. a bit snarky when he has to show something decent, like a, a cutesy farming game, of which there are too many. I, I won't complain there are too many farming games about. Yeah, um, but hey, if people buy them, they're going to make them. Yeah, your point stands, definitely. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing Above Snakes, which is brilliant. Uh, and God, yeah, that's a really, really good game. But yeah, um, video games, Joe. Um, the big ones are shit. The smaller ones are great on the whole. Um, and the best thing with the smaller ones, if the creator turns out to be a horrible racist, xenophobic, sex pest, then they're easier to ignore. There's always that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's um, it. If only there were some examples of people like that in the media who were getting the media spotlight thrown on them at the moment. But I suppose we'll never know. I haven't got a Schofield what you're talking about. <laughs> Could you feel us in? Oh, definitely not. So, <laughs> yes, scallops. Scallops oh, yes, indeed. a safe word. I'll pull out now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm out oh, of the, the conversation, Stu. <laughs> the mental image. You disgusting creep. No wonder I, this morning want to hire you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I think that's the lowest oh, shut note. Up now. Yeah, that's the <laughs> lowest note we can hit. So on that note, we'll leave it there. So yeah, sorry for the abbreviated episode, but it's been a hell of a week, and it's best to just get out of here as quickly as possible. So hope you enjoyed what we were talking about. In the meantime, until next week, make sure that you follow all our content on the socials, and follow us on Discord and join there if you'd like to have a conversation with like-minded people or people that you end up finding that you really don't like that's the joy of human interaction and in the meantime stay safe and stay sane